Good morning. All right, y'all. Y'all have to bear with me. I am using a new editing software for my podcast episodes and the last episode and the part two of that episode, which will be airing today, is a bit edited or over-edited, shall I say. So bear with me on that. Um, I'm using some new software and just getting used to it and taking out all the filler words and I think it just got a little over edited so just bear with me I promise episodes will get back to sounding the same <laughs> so thank you for your grace on that and so without further ado we are going to hear part two of the interview that I did with Dan Hannaford Dan is a chiropractor turned entrepreneur or who has been an entrepreneur pretty much his entire life who has had multiple businesses and gives some great insight into entrepreneurship and how to navigate the unknowns and why nurses are really good or are placed in a really good position to be entrepreneurs. So stay tuned for the rest of his wisdom today and I will see you guys again real soon. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Passive Income Nurse Podcast. I am so glad you're here. If you are looking for more flexibility, time, freedom, and fulfillment, you are in the right place. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur? Have you been searching for other ways that you can make money? Nursing brings you joy, but you're tired of working long shifts, being short-staffed, and feeling stretched so thin. You're thinking something has got to give. You would love to be able to work from home around your family schedule and be your own boss. Are you struggling with where to start and what you can actually do to make this happen? Figuring out how to build the business online, the social media strategy, the tech, all the things are holding you back. Nurse friend, I've been there. Hey, I'm Brian Bell. I too was a career nurse frustrated with the healthcare system and I wanted more flexibility to work around my kids' schedules. I wanted to use my nursing skills in a way to make an impact that felt aligned. But I kept telling myself that I needed another degree or certification in order to make that happen. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to grow outside of the hospital walls and figure out how you can make some money online. This ER nurse is about to triage your nursing career. It's time to give your career a little CPR. Let's revive your nurse heart. Moving back to the nurse who is saying, okay, you know, interested in being an entrepreneur, starting my business. What do you think are, we talked about some of the challenges. What do you think some of the hurdles for someone might be when they're trying to start their side hustle? Well, one of the biggest ones is making sure that the current employer that you're working with is okay with the side hustle. Even in a lot of employment agreements, and I'm not, I'm not so sure in the nurse realm, but I know with nurse practitioners, in that realm, there are usually some contracts and agreements that are around employment that are in there because they are providing, they are seeing patients on a day-to-day -day basis. So they have to make sure that those, those patients are covered if for some reason they need to leave. When it comes to those contracts, 
there's usually a clause in those contracts that says if there are any, if you do have a side business or you want to start another job somewhere else, part-time outside of the primary business, you have to get like authorization or approval, or at least notify the current employer that you're doing that. And so that's one thing that you have to make sure that you can, it's not necessarily, if you don't have a contract like that, and there's no type of language like that, it's not that you have to tell your employer, but it's probably not a bad idea just so that they know, because you would hate for them to find out that you're doing something and they ended up thinking it was a conflict. And they ended up firing you, right? Mm -hmm. You definitely don't want that to happen. But as long as it's not a major conflict, I would say that's not, not a major issue. But that would be one of the things that I would say is, is, is one of the hurdles is making sure that the current employer that you're with is okay with you having a side hustle. And, that as long, and most of the time, as long as it's not conflicting with the main business, yeah. the main, main employer, then they're not going to have a problem with it. But yeah. if you're working for, you know, and in the nurse realm, I'm not really sure how it would be a conflict, but. Let's say it was, an, from I, I always think of like nurse practitioners, right? Mm -hmm. If I had one of my nurse practitioners that works for us, that they wanted to go start another business similar to ours down the street as a side hustle, obviously that's a conflict, right? Yeah. We would allow that to happen. There's obviously non-competes that we have in their contracts and stuff like that as well. Or even if it wasn't a conflict, uh, even if it wasn't the exact same business, but so we do a lot of, a lot of treatments for people who have arthritic knees. And if they wanted to go in and start a, I don't know, another clinic that helped them treat their knees outside of just what we're doing still would be a conflict, right? Cause they're right. treating these here, they're treating these there. Yep. So there's some conflicts that could be created there. So those are some of the hurdles that you have to be careful of when it comes to that. I would say going back to what I said earlier, Brianne, about one of the biggest hurdles is not having somebody that can kind of guide you and hold your hand along the way and get, and make sure that you make the right steps. I remember when we first started the medical clinics, all of our medical clinics, like most of the time these days, businesses are started within LLCs, right? I have dozens of LLCs for all the different real estate we have and other businesses and stuff like that. But in the very beginning, my four clinics are all S-Corps. And they're the only ones that say it has INC at the end. And it's because in the beginning, I didn't really know what I was doing, right? I just knew I needed to do something. So I started those and it was INC. and ended up being an S corp and they they're similar treatments, but they're different. Um, and so we've been, I haven't changed them to the LLCs mostly because for, for right now, it doesn't really make sense to do it, but for some tax purposes, they, it's, it actually makes more sense to do an LLC. So I, I'm just saying, those are the types of questions that in the beginning, if I actually would have, you know, and it's funny, I say that if I would have had somebody to guide me, I guess if I would have had somebody to guide me that had already been down that path, it would have been a lot easier. Yeah. Because what I did in the beginning was, is I reached out to a couple of different attorneys and CPAs and then picked their brain and said, Hey, what should I do? This is what I'm looking to do. And all said, do the escort. Right. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't realize is that I wasn't really asking the right questions because what I should have actually started was an LLC that had an S election, which was treated similarly to an escort. And a lot of you are probably listening to this going, I have no clue what Dan is talking <laughs> about. And that's again, one of the hurdles, right? Cause you're yeah. thinking. Now I don't want to start a business because I don't want to have to make all those decisions, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you definitely should try to find somebody that's gone down the path before or partner with somebody or do something where you guys, and that's the thing about partnerships is that if you can find somebody like another nerd that's, that's kind of has similar entrepreneur mindset or whatever that you can, guys can partner with and build this, build the business together. It really, that camaraderie really helps to kind of allow you to be able to grow and grow a lot faster. In our passiveinvesting.com business, we have two other managing partners and we, our goal was to acquire a billion in assets or a billion in assets in the first five years. Great, big, huge, audacious goal. 
Well, we ended up doing it in three years, mm -hmm. which was pretty crazy that we did it in three years, but we would not have been able to do that and grow that fast if we didn't have the three managing partners to be able to kind of pull our skills together and grow. And now, you know, we've been in business now going on about four years and we actually have now a little over 30 full-time employees that are working with our group, right? Almost as many as my, my, my medical clinics. And it's just amazing to see the kind of growth that you have, but you, a lot of times you need that support, if you will, and having a partner be able to do that is, can be really crucial. The, the one thing I would say though, Grant, about partnerships is make sure that you find a partner that is a, that has complementary skill sets to you. Because what a lot of times we do is try to find somebody that we that is similar to us. The problem is that if both of you are good at marketing or both of you are good at finances or both of you are good at the actual kind of technician portion of the job, then who's going to do the other responsibilities, right? And you can always, you can, you know, a lot of times butt heads, especially like if you guys are both doing, we both really love financing finances. Well, guess what? You're going to butt heads about how you do finances. And yeah. that's how partnerships fall apart. And so for us, the th our three managing partners, we have three distinct lanes of where we stay. And are there some overlap and a crossover? Yes. But at the end of the day, we know who's responsible for that particular lane. And at the end of the day, they can make those decisions. I'll give you an example. Like right now, we're in the process of writing a book. We got, it's actually at the editor and we're doing some back and forth right now. And we've been working on it a little over a year. And now we're in the, the we're kind of finalizing the cover design. Well, my background and skill set is in marketing, right? And so, you know, they, of course, the publisher sends out the, the actual cover design to all three of us. And I'm, they're like, oh, I like this one and this one. And they're like, oh, I like this one and this one. I'm like, no, all those are awful. This is the one that's supposed to be doing. This is the whole purpose of it. And they, and they know, they're like, no problem. We'll defer to you, right? Because yeah. they, they, they know that's what my skill set is, right? Yeah. And so to be able to have that, those complementary skill sets are really crucial and really, really important when you're starting a business. Mm -hmm. That's your, your area of expertise. And so <clears throat> I think that's a great point to make is that you just all complement each other when it comes to looking for a partner and someone to do business with is you've got to have that that mutual respect for each other and say, okay, I know Dan's like the expert here. And so we're going to just allow you to make that decision. So yeah, I can totally see where, you know, when you're going into business and having partnered the importance of that. And, and you also mentioned like having that men think it is super important in most things in life. If you're looking to grow, if you're looking to evolve, if you're looking to start something, if you're looking to go to the next level, whatever that is. It's important that you invest in yourself. And when you invest in yourself, you I think the return is priceless, right? So like investing in yourself, whether you're investing in that coach that's going to help you, you know, get in shape faster. If you're investing in a mentor that's going to help you start the business on the right foot or the mentor that's going to coach you through how to start a podcast or whatever that is, I think it's going to help you get to where you want to go faster. And so I think a lot of times, people can be kind of hesitant to invest that money in themselves to get to where they want to go faster. They want to use Google and figure out all the things and they want to just try to find everything on the internet for free. But when it comes down to it, it's like, I've always found, and maybe you can speak to this, like anytime I've invested in myself, <clears throat> it has been well worth every penny. It's gotten me to where I want to go faster. It's gotten me the results that I was looking for. And even if there were things along the way, like you had mentioned making mistakes before and failing and those kinds of things, I still feel like it was a growth opportunity and I've never regretted 
investing or getting a coach or getting a mentor ever because there was so much growth inside of that for me personally. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit. Yeah, I would say that failing forward is definitely a big thing, right? You're going to make mistakes, but even being able to have somebody that's that has made some mistakes before that can help guide you through how to overcome those mistakes and the failures that you have mm-hmm. is really important. But I would, I know you said that you don't have any regrets and I don't have any regrets either. I actually hired a mentor at one time, at one point in time, and it was a pretty big nugget. It was about $25,000 for a two year kind of co- coaching program with this guy. And I thought he was great. The problem was, is my wife is just not feeling comfortable about him. And I was like, no, you just don't understand. So I went against my, my, uh, my wife and I decided to go ahead and do this coaching with this guy. Literally brand within two weeks, it was the worst experience I had ever had. And the guy was like, yeah, but you signed the agreement. And I'm like, are you serious? You're going to make me fulfill this entire agreement. And he, he, he did. And I said, you know what? I said, this is the last phone call we're going to have, but I will continue to pay the monthly payment for the next two years. Cause I told you I was going to do that, but you're the one that's going to sleep well at night, knowing that you provided me zero value and you're still taking my money. But because I signed the agreement, I'm going to continue to do it because I'm a man of my word. But ever since then, I've always told myself, I never going to go against my wife's intuition because a lot of times <laughs> a woman's intuition is just like, it's, it's so it's hard to understand it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't understand it. But if she says it's not a good idea, then even if I think it's a great idea, we're just not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, well, so it was I've, a mistake that you learned from. <laughs> exactly. Like That's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, I regret that, but actually I don't because it helped me learn. Yeah. It was a $25,000 mistake that yeah. allowed me to realize that don't ever go against my woman that my wife's doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's probably the same more than $25,000. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always, yes, that was an expensive mistake. Don't get me wrong, but I think there's a lot of times there's a silver lining and a lot of the quote unquote mistakes that we make when it comes to so many things in life. So yeah, <laughs> I do think women's intuition, and I love that you mentioned that because I think that women being nurturers and being like having that, I don't know, that nurturing spirit. It's like we, we have that intuition. We do know. So that's interesting that you said that. that's fun. So I do want to touch on here. Do you think now I probably have some nurses that maybe questioning in this answer, we're like, I don't even know what any of that is. Do you think that all or that everyone um, nurses were speaking to specifically, but do you think that everyone could be an entrepreneur? Do you think that anyone could run a business? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I think anyone can run a business. I think anyone can be an entrepreneur. However, a lot of it goes back to the risk, right? <laughs> Cause I mean, I have three siblings. One of them is my older sister and I have two sisters and a brother. So my older sister, she was in a, in a kind of a transitory period a few years back where she had the opportunity to, cause she got let go from one of her, one of her jobs that she was in and she was in this like transition period. And I talked to her, I was like, hey, why don't you think, why don't you start your own business? And she just couldn't get her mindset to that because she was just like, I love the safety and security and the consistency of a regular like paycheck. Yeah. And if you can't get over that, then it's going to be hard for you to be able to be an entrepreneur and to be able to start your own business. Mm -hmm. But one thing that can help you get over that is taking the extra time to start a side hustle and start side business that 
you can still keep your consistent cash flow coming in from your business, from your business, but from, from your nine to five, if you will, or your, I guess your seven to seven, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're in a nurse position, <laughs> your seven to seven position. But one of the things I wanted to go back to on this is that I know you mentioned about involving the family. I'm sure there's some, some nurses on here that are thinking, well, how do I involve my two-year-old? Right. So like these small children, it's a little bit harder to involve. You know, I have four children of my own. I have a 10 year old girl, a nine year old boy, a five year old girl, and a four year old girl. Well, the five and the four year old is a little bit harder to kind of keep them involved with some of the stuff that we're doing. But, but the, the nice thing about having small children is that once they go to bed, now you can start working on your business. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you have the smaller children, it's really going to be after they go to bed. And that's why a lot of times you might want them to have an early bedtime, right? Mm -hmm. Have them a little bit earlier bedtime so you can actually spend some more time focusing on a lot of these different areas and these aspects. And I would probably say one of the advantages of being a nurse is that if you have a schedule where you're, you know, a day on a day off or two days on two days off or whatever that schedule is, you now have certain days during the day that, that during the week that you can actually focus on the business itself. <clears throat> and so that's something you can do. <clears throat> one of the things, one of the things that I did recently <clears throat> is I've been building out a kind of mini cryptocurrency mining farm. Mm -hmm. Which I know sounds kind of crazy, but <laughs> that's another I, podcast episode. <laughs> it's a whole other episode. But one of the things that I, I mean, obviously you know from one of my very first businesses, I did web design, web hosting, networking. So a lot of the, a lot of things around computers. Well, I've always loved that side of things, right? And so one of the things I actually have a farm, a mini farm, I call it mini mining farm, where I have about twenty three, getting ready to be twenty seven computers that are mining every day, twenty four seven for Ethereum. Now, don't worry about anything I'm saying. If you don't understand cryptocurrency, that's okay. But my point is, is that I decided to convert those from individual computers to what's called a mining rig. So there's an, it's an eight GPU mining rig. And so my son, who's nine years old, this past Saturday, we spent the afternoon. He came over to the office and I let him build the computer. This is the computer. So it's a mining rig. It's probably, I mean, it's a pretty massive, like rack built computer. And he built the whole thing. Now, of course, I was there guiding him and, okay, put this screw here and that screw there and put the motherboard here and the hard drive here. And mm -hmm. here's where you put the processor and the fans. And oh, this is where the power supply unit goes. And he was there to do all of it. And I was held there to help him guide him. But it was great. That's one way that I involved some of the, involved the family with the business is, hey, come help do this with me, right? Because yeah. I, I, could do the, I could do the computer build by myself, yeah. right? But it's so much more, to me, it's so much more fun to... <laughs> see the excite the young excitement of a child like that be he was a thrall there, there's there's some things when you're building a computer especially one of these mining rigs it's just so boring and monotonous but he was enthralled with it he loved it. Uh, and so i had him do that and then it was, one of the funniest things is when we were done building the computer of course we were, were, were it's all built up i check all the connections and we put it turn it we put it plug it into the to the end of the wall to, to turn it on and there's the switch over there on the power supply and he goes over there and, and we're all excited he's like all right here we go. I'm like, turn it on. And he flips the switch. Nothing happened. But it was so funny because we were, we were just looking at each other. Okay. Well, that was uh, a little anticlimactic, if you will. Yes. And we forgot to put on, there's one little, there's actually a power button the switch that connects to the motherboard that we forgot. So he connected that back up, put the, and, then, and then we did the same thing and it came back on. But just being able to have those kind of experiences and actually have three more that I'm going to be building. I've already ordered the parts for them. And I told my son, his name is Caleb. I told him yesterday, I was like, so. Are you going to be able to build all of them by yourself now? He goes, I'll try, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to have him come over here and then have him build out the rest of them. So, yeah, I think that's so cool. We're in the process of, um, we have a, we have some property down in Somerville 
South Carolina, and we are building a shop, a pole barn on, we have 10 acres. And so we're in the process of building a loft right now. And so we were down there this past weekend and this is not a side hustle, obviously, but we're talking about getting the family involved. My son, my oldest son is 10 and it was so cool to see him and my husband, Hey, measure out six inches. And so he get the piece of wood, he measured out. And so like just having them experience that it just. I think it's so cool because there's so many lessons inside of that. You can be a parent and you can tell them what not to do and what they need to do. But when you can really get them involved in like real life stuff and teach them those lessons, it's like that's kind of stuff is priceless, right? So yeah. just giving them that experience and getting to share that experience with them, I think is a blessing in itself when it comes to whether it's starting a sad business or whether it's doing a project around the house or whatever that is that you know, there's so much value in investing that that time with your kids and getting them involved in that i love that you shared that and i think that's super cool that he's nine years old and he's able to build a computer that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah i did want to touch on you know, we had talked about <clears throat> running your own business and is everybody built or kind of wired to be an entrepreneur and I love that you shared your example of your sister and how she had comfort inside of her employment and so I think that's something very important to point out is that you know if you can realize that like if you have that security inside your w-2 if you have that security inside of your 401k it's you don't have to step away from that like it's not a it's not this or that it can be both right and so when you're thinking about doing something on the side you're not having to leave your job like you can still have that security maybe you're doing something on the side that you're passionate about or is a passion project or whatever and then you're able to turn that into a side business or to some kind of passive stream of income like or another stream of income i think there is so much benefit to that if that's where you find your security cool keep your day job and then just do this on the side. And then another thing that you pointed out is that nurses, like typically you're working 12 hour shifts. So you're working three twelves, typically if you're working full time a week, and then you have the rest of your days off. So you have the time to be able to invest in doing something else while keeping your day job, right? So you're, you've got three days that you're working and then the other times you can invest and doing something else, like figure out like what interests you, what you're passionate about. Do you want to partner with somebody? Do you want to start this thing? And then really just looking for mentors, looking for coaches, looking for people that can help you and then moving towards that. So it's not, you have to put all your eggs in one basket. Like you can totally keep your day job and do this thing. So I love that you pointed that out. I think that will help people just shift their mindset because I think it's, they, their thoughts are, oh, I have to step away from my nursing job if I'm going to do this thing over here. And it's like, no, you can find a balance between the two and see where it goes. It may not go anywhere or it may lead into you being able to go part-time at work or work per diem. You're working when you want to work and you don't have to ask for time off to go on vacation, right? <laughs> You've got the trip paid for. So that's just, I think, a great point to make as nurses are listening and they're thinking of other ways that they can make an extra stream of income. That's definitely, I think, a huge perk and a huge advantage that nurses actually have is that they're working three days a week, three twelves, 
And then they have some extra time to be able to invest in the other thing on the side. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Dan. I enjoyed our conversation and all of your knowledge and wisdom. And if anyone listening would like to reach out to you, if they have any questions around like being an entrepreneur or investing. I know like you are, you've got two podcasts. One is the multifamily investor. And then you have one that's all about storage units, which I'm super excited to go listen to that one because my husband and I, we have thrown back the idea, I'd say the past five, six years of wouldn't it be cool to invest in a storage unit because it's, I see like a huge need for that. And, and so I love that. I'm excited to go listen to that. So if you'll just share with listeners, if you have an email website, where they can find you and how they can reach out to you. Sure. Yeah. So there's, I was, I there's two different places you can reach out to me. One is through my LinkedIn and okay. the easiest way to find my profile is just go to linkwithdan.com. It's pretty straightforward. And it goes, that just links straight to my LinkedIn profile and you can connect with me there. Or if you want to find out more information about our real estate side of things with the self storage and the, the multifamily and the apartments, you can just go to passiveinvesting.com and, and reach out to us through there. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you so much, Brian. Appreciate it. Before you go, make sure wherever you're listening that you are subscribed to the show. If you are listening over on Apple iTunes, all you have to do is tap in the top right-hand corner on the plus sign. This is going to allow you to follow the show and get notified every single time an episode airs. And if you have been listening to the show and you know some other friends or coworkers that may enjoy it, please share it with them. Spread the love. I would be so grateful. Did you know that we have a Facebook community? The Passive Income Nurse has a community over on Facebook. So make sure you scroll down in the show notes, click the link and join us over there. Or if Instagram is your thing and that's where you like to hang out, we can hang out over there too. You can find me at The Passive Income Nurse. Say hello, shoot me a DM. I would love to be able to connect with you over there as well. I'm so grateful for you guys. Be proud of yourself for showing up, for investing in yourself, for taking action and pursuing the thing that God has placed on your heart.